The title of my uh, message this morning is Just Living the Dream, <laughs> you know, and uh, I don't know if you have, you know, most people say that it's generally sarcastic, you know, <laughs> you know, they say, how's your life? Oh, just living the dream, you know, <laughs> and uh, when we're living that dream, it's like, what's wrong, and it's bad, and you know, how bad it is, and you know, this is as good as it gets, and this might as well be my dream, so. But I, 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 I think of this, and you know, find out where I'm going with this, but um, where did our dreams, where do our dreams come from? Now, <laughs> um, sometimes uh, our dreams come from lifestyles of the rich and famous, you know, on TV. Um, sometimes uh, we think of, I think of advertising, you know, the advertising industry. If you wear these clothes or, you know, drive this car or, you know, drink this beverage, <laughs> you are going to have, you know, I, there was a beer commercial years ago. Used to these guys would drink the beer and all these women fell out of heaven, you know. <laughs> it was like, just living the dream here, folks, you know. <laughs> and, you know, it's just those types of uh, experiences that we have that, that, that are presented to us. If you have this, you can obtain that, you know. Well, Whenever it doesn't work, then, they, then it's because you didn't buy the right thing. <laughs> you didn't own the right thing. If you had owned the right thing, you could have gotten that dream. Well, um, many of our dreams uh, are about bringing us to a place of value. Many of our dreams are about, if I have this, then I'll, then I'll really be successful. I'll be valuable. I'll have value in the sight of others and value in, most of all, value in the sight of myself. Well, and, uh, but what we find in God, we already have the value, okay? So when we are thinking about the dream, what we find in our relationship with God, God already gives us the value. We have the value to start with. We don't have to go find it. We don't have to go earn it. We don't have to go and make it happen. We, have to, we start out with recognizing that God considers us of such value that he died for you. God considers us of such value that he rose from the dead and that his spirit is inside of us, alive and well. <laughs> and if the same spirit that rose, the, raised Christ from the dead dwell in you, he will quicken your mortal body. So you see, everything that is really needed for achieving life is already inside of us. And that the value of life is in the value of God that God would put, in, put, put on us. Now, if I had a um, coin that was... Uh, uh, maybe 1800s, 1840s, or whatever, and I pulled it out, and, it, you know, if some coins are worth hundreds of thousands of dollars, and some of them are worth a penny. <laughs> well, it, it, you know, ultimately, ultimately, it comes down to what someone is willing to pay for it. <laughs> you see, we can have value. There's this, there was this guy that um, he was a, basically, a, he wasn't a homeless person. He had an apartment, but he was very poor, um, had absolutely nothing, and when he died, his family came, cleaned out his apartment, and gave his stuff away, and took it to Goodwill, and you know, uh, uh, what is it, um, a store where you know people sell things for nothing, 
So anyhow, in this, in this store, he was there, his, he wanted the family taking his painting he had on the wall. And some guy walked in and saw the painting, and he, he looked at it, and he kind of caught his attention. And so he bought it for three or four bucks and took it to the art gallery and said, what is about this painting that's so unique? And the art gallery looked at it and looked at the signature, and it said, said it was worth like $2 million. So this guy had a $2 million painting in his house, and he was a pauper. He was poor. Well, in our lives, God, we have the, we have the value already there. We, know we don't have to go find it. We already have it. And that the value is not in what we do or where we've been or how intelligent or unintelligent we are. If the value is in us as a person. And so the dream that God places in us is that we can become uh, the person that we were created to be. Now, sin comes along, <laughs> failure comes along, and failure will tell us, you know, you're not that good, you're not that, <laughs> you're, not, you're, not, you're never going to get successful. You know the devil always fights us for where we're going, not for what we already have. You see, if, we, if, we were, if, if being somewhere were not that important, why would the devil be wanting or the oppositional forces of life, why would they always be trying to stop us? I mean, why would that voice of condemnation and guilt always be trying to keep us from going forward? If where we were going were not that important. See, if we were of no value and had absolutely no purpose in life, where would we be? But see, we found purpose because we found Christ. Christ, now, the, the great thing about this is we didn't go looking for him. He went looking for us. And it is the value that he places on us. This is what he says to us that we are worth. See, what is a person willing to pay for that item? That's what makes it valuable. Well, if I were buying me, <laughs> you know, well, the one, one guy said that uh, if you put all of your the human body is, if you put all the cells and, you know, the enzymes and all those things together, and now it's worth about $6 million, you know? So you're a $6 million person. Some of us are worth more than others. <laughs> yeah? So, but you see, the value is there, and the value is already there, and we're trying, and God is trying to help us discover, uncover what this value is. The, the um, let me see, uh, there's one other thing here. Some have given up on the dream. <laughs> too old, too young. Wrong place, wrong time, wrong skin color. Too many mistakes, you see. But God wants to know, <laughs> God wants us to know how valuable we are. Okay, so how is he going to do that? How is God going to tell us the value? Well, I, I like this uh, one guy, again, another story from, I heard, you know, everything's worth repeating if it's good, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, one guy was raised in a ghetto. He was, uh, 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 he was a, I don't know why my thoughts aren't working too well today, but um, he, he was a black American. And uh, he was raised in the ghetto, and he went to school. The school project was, teacher had him have a project of what they would want their dreams to be. 
And his dream, he wrote down on paper, was to be on TV and make people laugh. While the teacher was opening the, the uh, pieces of paper that had everybody's dream on and whatever, and, he was, and they would talk about him. And then when it came to this individual, the teacher had him come up, and his first idea is, wow, she's going to use me as an example <laughs> of how we should dream big dreams. And she, she told him, do you know somebody who does this? No. Has anybody in your family ever done this? She says, no. Then she says, you need to go back home and come up with a realistic dream. <laughs> and so he went home and he showed his dad. And his dad says, you put that on the top of your drawer on your dresser and you leave it there and every day you read it. And we now know the guy is Steve Harvey. <laughs> you know? Steve Harvey, you know, and, and, but when he was younger, he always wanted to be on TV and make people laugh. But see, there, if we are looking for people to make the dreams come true and to affirm us, generally not going to happen. Uh, because people look at things often the way we do. With the limitations, have you ever been there? Have you been able to do that? Uh, you know, all these things, well, what are the qualifying uh, factors to make this happen, you know? But God is what we find in God is that God has given us this qualifying factor. It's his presence. It's his love and his, his knowledge of what we can become. See, his knowledge of who and what we can do is more important and th than what we think we can do. Because if it were possible for us to do this on our own, we wouldn't need God. You know, we wouldn't need God to, to accomplish the task. You know, I think after, after church today, I'll drive home. Well, that doesn't need much of God. I can walk, the, I can still walk, and I still have gas in the car, and I can drive home. You know, where's God at in all this? But in our acknowledgement, last week's sermon, if we, anybody remember last week's sermon? <laughs> Acknowledging God, that we are um, allowing God, inviting God to be part of every action of our life. So this kind of falls along in that same pattern that we are just living the dream. <laughs> what, is the American what is the American promise? Life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Okay? Well, these are called what? In the Constitution. I looked it up, so I have an idea. <laughs> Unali unaliable rights. Do you know what an unaliable right is? Uh, let me find it here. Unalienable rights, they are given to all humans by their creator, which governments are created to protect. Unalienable rights are the rights that God has given to us. They are, it, is, it is the American promise in, the, in, the, in our United States Declaration of Independence, these are the unalienable rights given to all human beings by the Creator. So, and the governments are created to protect those rights. So, what are the inalienable rights? Where is the um, life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness? You know, the life that we have God has given these things to us before it was ever written in the Constitution. He has given unto us the breath of life. We have become a living soul. Life. 
Liberty, we are freed from our sins by the sacrifice of Jesus Christ. His blood was shed upon the cross to forgive us of our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness and that those sins would never be remembered against us again. The pursuit of happiness. The happiness that God is talking about or puts out before us in the scripture is the joy of the Lord becomes our strength. Joy is that which resides in our character, in our heart, not upon the happenings. Happiness is about happenings. And so the happiness or the joy of God is about what God is fulfilling in our life. So we have these God-given qualities to live a fulfilled, dream-filled life. And what stands in the way of our fulfilling our dreams is our limitations that we think we have. Our limitations. God has created us. Here is the, here is the God who spoke the worlds into existence, who put the universe in place, knows all the stars of the heavens by name. He knows everything. He knows every hair on your head. He knows all of these things. He's this, you know, magnificent, mind-blowing God on our perspective. How can some being know that? You know, and, and we, we look at it, and he has all of this in place, and then he says to us, Anybody know what this is? No, you, you too, too. Judy, you want to come get this? You can come up. You can come up. It's all right. You can't see it. Well, here, this will help you. What is it? Eyes. Eyes. I got eyes on you. Yeah. Well, what do you think it says at the bottom? I can do all things. <laughs> strengthens me. This is my eye can. <laughs> I was going to say that there. Uh, (laughs) Jeannie McGawkey made this for me in 1976. And I've had it on my desk ever since. And all it is, what it is, is she cut eyes out of a magazine and pasted them all over this. And she put uh, Philippians uh, 4.13 and wrote on the bottom, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. And this was my eye can. <laughs> so God is telling us this over and over again in our lives and in the scriptures. Nothing is impossible to those who believe. And we call ourselves believers, but often, while well, belief goes, we can believe that it's going to work or we can believe that it's going to fail. And it all depends on our belief. <laughs> you know? we can, belief works in both ways. If I believe I can, what I'm doing then is putting my belief and emotion towards a particular object, towards a particular goal, and then I have to apply myself to get there. If we don't have to apply ourselves to get there, we don't really believe we can do this. And so we generally sit stationary listening to the voice that says, you'll never make it. (laughs) It's too hard. It's beyond your abilities. And... We find that God is telling us that over and over again that we are possible, it is possible for us to become, to fulfill a will, a purpose for our lives. Now, in Isaiah chapter 59, verse 19, um, so shall they fear the name of the Lord from the west and his glory from the rising of the sun 
when the enemy shall come in, now this is, this is the scripture that, you know, I remember reading this, quoting this from, you know, as a kid. It says, when the enemy comes in like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall rise and lift up a standard against him. Now, <laughs> when the enemy shall come in like a flood, I, I, you know, I listen to preachers and teachers and all that kind of stuff. <laughs> um, there is there is a comma here in this in this script in the scriptures, and if you move the comma from when the enemy shall come in like a flood, comma, if you move that comma three words up, when the enemy comes in, comma, like a flood, the spirit of the Lord shall lift up a standard against him, and that like a flood. And how that God, throughout the scriptures, is likened to the flood, the overflowing, the abundance of, so like a flood. So when the evil comes in, like, uh, comes in, you can't do this, you can't do that, you're not good enough, you failed, your past, your skin, your lack of this, your lack of that. When the enemy comes in, <laughs> when the enemy comes in, then, like a flood, like a flood, the Spirit of the Lord shall lift a standard against it. So when the enemy comes in, like a flood, there is this, I can do this. In the, through Christ, all things are possible. All things work together for good to those who are called according to his purpose. I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. See, this is the flood that comes in against the... <laughs> Devil comes in. See, the devil comes in, not like a flood to overthrow you. The devil comes in, and then like a flood, God overwhelms <laughs> that obstacle. You know, um, we think of the floods here in Johnstown, you know, and the pictures they have and the depicting of it and how that, that the floods came down the rivers, came down the um, uh, valley, and how that underneath, all the garbage was, you know, the woods and the trees and the houses and everything just became underneath and the water was piling over top of it. And, and I think of how that God, when God goes over overwhelming this, it's like the devil comes in, uh, you know, he's trying to be the, you know, he's the little mouse creating the big shadow. And then comes this tsunami of a wave and just collapses down on top of it and crushes it. <laughs> so if that's happened to our doubts, if that happened to our things that come to us, this, this little voice that comes trickling in there, you know, you're never going to make it. Just wait a minute. <laughs> There's, I hear something. It's a tsunami. <laughs> and it is God's word and spirit and power. And you just stay there for a moment, shaking in your shoes. Uh, you're never going to do this. You're never going to make it. You're too old. You're too fat. You're too small. You're too big. You're too young. You're too old. Just stay there for a moment. <laughs> the word of God comes crushing in. You see, the word of God is that crushing force, that life-giving force, just like Bob Last Sunday afternoon, you know, 
My plan to stay here can only last two years. And it, it multiplies by a factor of three. <laughs> and he was going to be dead in three days. But you see, he flipped from dying to living. He never thought of other times when we were there, he would, you know, do the, the end thing. And even on his, um, on his notebook, on his daily journal, uh, at the end of Sunday of this month, I don't know if this month or whatever month it was, each Sunday you write terminal. Like, it's, it's going to be over. But on that day, Sunday, a week ago, he wasn't terminal. Because inside of him, I believe, the Spirit of God had flipped his spirit to not be focusing on what was happening to his body, but to be focusing on what was happening in his spirit. And see, this is what God, I think, wants to do for us <laughs> every day. We don't need to focus on our body, you know, the, pain, the pains and stuff. We all, I have those, you know. But, you know, we even have people who are beside us that are a pain. But, you know, we have to let those go. No, we don't have that. Other people do that. You know, they have pains. Okay. But um, God is there to help us understand that this isn't the end. This isn't all there is. There are still dreams in front of us. There's still things in front. Because if we weren't supposed to be here, we wouldn't be. If we weren't supposed to be alive, and we're alive, and so therefore we have a purpose. And our purpose is not finished because we're still here. So being here, then we have to listen. We hear those voices of can't do, can't do, that, you know, whatever. Then just let it be crushed and smashed and the whole thing. Did you know in the uh, tsunami that was over in the um, somewhere, India, wasn't India, but over in that area years ago, that the elephants, <laughs> the elephants and the animals, before there was any sign of waves or whatever, the, they were all out of town. They were all headed for the woods, you know, the hilltops. They knew something was coming. And you see, our life is got prepared by God that we're not caught off guard. We're not caught off guard by death. We're not caught off guard by things that, that are out of the ordinary. Because God, know, God knows what our tomorrow is. And he's preparing us today to deal with it. So don't let the can't do scenario keep bugging you. <laughs> Get some bug repellent. So that was funny. I thought so. But anyhow, <laughs> get some bug repellent. All right. Second one is Isaiah 44 verses uh, 1 through 5 and so on. It says, but for now, dear servant Jacob, listen. Yes, Israel, my personal choice. So this is Isaiah talking to Israel, but in, 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 a, in another sense, he's talking to us, the children of God. God who made you has something to say to you, okay? I've, here, you know, we're talking about just living the dream. So what does God want to say to us? God who is the one who created this place, and he's the one who is sustaining this place, and he's the one who is empowering us and saved us. What does he want to say to me? Well, the God who formed you in the womb wants to help you. <laughs> hmm. God is never against us. If any time that little voice inside of us says, God's against me, God doesn't love me, it's not God. It's not. 
so you don't listen to it. So he, he says he wants to help you. First of all, don't be afraid. <laughs> don't be afraid. Everybody say, don't be afraid. Good. <laughs> Again? So you see, perfect love helps us understand that fear has no place in this secure place that I live. I live in a secure place because I am surrounded by God. Nothing can touch me. Nothing can take away God. Nothing can remove me from his hand. Nothing can take me out of his presence, away from him. Nothing. So if nothing can separate me from the love of God, life, death, persecution, perils, the past, the present, the future, nothing can separate me, so I live in that security. That's what God wants us to have first, is that secure relationship with him. I can do... All things. I need an I can, okay? So I'm involved with this. I'm very much a part of the purpose and the will of God. God cannot accomplish the will for our lives without your help. <laughs> we can't accomplish the will of God without his help. And it isn't about me hanging on to him. He has promised that he would never let us go. So... Don't be afraid. For I will pour water on the thirsty ground and send streams coursing through the parched earth. I will pour water on thirsty ground. You see, sometimes we're in a desert of life, not the deserts of life, the desert <laughs> of life. And what's going on? we don't think we can survive. There's stories of uh, these, these, these explorers that they were crossing one of the major deserts and they had misplanned their, how long it would take and they ran out of water. And they, as they were traveling across the desert, they were, you know, they were in this place where there's no water and so on and they just be, began to dig, trying you know, in the desert somewhere to find water and they began to dig. And they dug down, they said, about two, two and a half feet. And they didn't find any water, and they, they died there of thirst. The water level in that spot where they were digging was three and a half feet. <laughs> there was water there. But somehow they gave up on where they were at. And God is the one who doesn't let us give up on where we are at. It's not his will for us to lay down and die. It's his will for us to live for him who died for us until we live again. So in this process of living, we find that God is going to pour out his spirit on the thirsty ground. He's going to create streams in the desert. He's going to, it says, I will pour out my spirit on your descendants and my blessings on your children. So you see, this isn't about God just blessing me. He's going to bless my kids. <laughs> He's going to bless my children, my grandchildren, and their wives, and their kids, and their families. And we just are in this place of blessing all those people around us. That we have a purpose of serving and giving, and the Spirit of God is flowing through us, and He's just going to bless everyone in the whole place. 
Amen. So he's just going to bless everyone in the whole place. And all of our lives, our friends, our neighbors, they're all blessed by you. Why? Because you're there. <laughs> See our little voice? You're thinking, and some of you are thinking, not me. <laughs> you know, a little voice in the back. That's not for you. Just a minute. <laughs> okay, is it, is it squashed? <laughs> and it just squishes it and throws it down the drain, you know? <laughs> so, what else? <laughs> I told a man at the uh, breakfast this morning, about it was a nice day and everything and uh, whatever you know sometimes you just turn up and you have something to say I said well I told I told he's an older man I said we have a purpose and God has a plan that sounds good (laughs) we have a purpose and God has a plan so God has a plan for our will for our life and it is his his will that we live on purpose intentional my intentional life is that I get up every day knowing that God has something for me to do today all I'm doing is sucking in air. Okay, that's good. That's a start. <laughs> God has a purpose. God has a plan. We have a purpose. God has a plan. So therefore, what are we doing? We're just living the dream. <laughs> just living the dream. The dream is one that is filled by God's presence and filled with his word and has the can of abilities and it has the all things being working together for, for good in everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus you see how that tsunami of a wave just crushes all those things that get in the way of telling us I can't do it there's no there's no plan to this <laughs> yeah but see there is I can't do this and everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Nothing can separate me from the love of God. You see how that wave just builds and builds and builds and those little things that come scurrying in there. You can't do this. <laughs> You'll never make it. Let's stand. Joshua 24:13 And I have given you a land for which you did not labor and cities which you built not and ye dwell in them of the vineyards and olive yards which you planted not do you eat You see God gives to us just like Israel was given the promised land they went into these cities and occupied cities they didn't build But God has a way of driving the enemy out from before us. And in his blessings, we can't stand there and say, well, I can't get rid of that. I can. Because God is going to do it. And if it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. But we're going to serve God because he can do all things. I can do all things through Christ. And his strength and his word and his spirit are in me. And that... Just live in the dream. <laughs> Father, thank you. Thank you for the blessings that you give us. Thank you for the dreams that you bestow upon us. 
the hope that is in our hearts and our lives. God, we begin today to live our life for today and tomorrow, knowing, God, that you are with us. You'll be with us each moment of each day. And Lord, until we get home, we're here. We're in this for the long haul. And the long haul is blessed upon blessed upon blessed on the path that you lead us and guide us. We pray in Jesus' name. And everybody said, Amen. Or just living a dream. Ha, ha, ha.